Welcome to Vista episode 276. I'm Andrew and I'm here in New York City, one of the world's five biggest apples. According to my Lonely Planet guide, which I'm holding open in front of my face, New York is a city of many restaurants, taxi cabs, and centralized parks. I bump into a gentleman on the street who bluntly informs me that he is walking here. I step aside only to find an elderly woman coming the other way who tells me that she is also walking here. I get off the sidewalk and ask a hot dog vendor for one of his finest dogs, only to be told that he too is walking here. He angrily shoves his cart against my thighs until I move. I look back at my Lonely Planet guide to find that the population of New York City is around 18 million people, causing me great concern about where all these people are going to be walking and if that place will always be here. With me on my trip, holding another copy of the Lonely Planet Guide to New York City and wearing an I Heart NY hat, an I Heart NY shirt, and very small shorts on which he has embroidered I Heart NY, it's Ben. Good to see you blending in with the locals, Ben. I love the Mets. That, <laughs> yes. Is that correct? Can't get enough of that good old time American baseball. Hell yeah. Woo. Yeah. Uh, Scowling at her own copy of the Lonely Planet Guide to New York City as she tries to find us somewhere to eat, it's Lucy. Lucy, have you found which pizza place has the best pizza in the world yet? I mean, I haven't, but you guys heard of these bodegas? No. They make sandwiches. I've been looking into these. There's no other word in any other language that could describe them. It's a truly, (laughs) truly special phenomenon. You gotta have bodega make sandwich in New York City, baby. I'm gonna go in and ask someone to chop my cheese. Mm. Anyway, not to worry, I can see our tour guide coming around the corner, telling people that he's walking here and he's just a kid from New York. Returning guest, host of the world's first podcast, Chapo Trap House, it is the one and only Will Manica. Welcome, welcome to the five boroughs. It's, uh, I'm pleased to be here, pleased to, pleased to host you in the uh, number one city in the world, New York. Um, but I'd like to begin by, of course, uh, sending all my love and support Back to Australia and your beloved Socceroos, who have truly captured the heart of the entire planet. Are they Fine. doing well? <laughs> they are. They are. They are doing well. Yes, oh, that's nice. Uh, they're doing so good. Uh, they have confirmed for me that I, uh, you know, finally can decide once and for all. I find French people more annoying than Australians. So <laughs> wow. I, wow. I was, So I did root for the Socceroos. That's um. That's a tough contest. I think if I was forced to choose between hearing like, I mean, the ultimate test of whether nationality is annoying is having a loud group of them near you in an airport, and I would be hard-pressed to make that decision. Yeah, Australians and Euros. Yeah, God. Every time Lucy travels somewhere, we get a series of messages about the Australians in the airport, and she wants to (laughs) fucking kill them. Mm. Awful. Hearing your own accent said back to you in an airport. Uh, Particularly, though... I feel like when we hear that stuff from you, Lucy, it's when um, you've gone to like a popular Australian holiday destination, like one of the nearby uh, like South Honolulu. Asian countries. <laughs> well, no, like uh, Bali, I was thinking, particularly. Mm, Last time you were coming back from Bali, and that's really when you get... Really getting the bottom tier of, of us. Oh, yeah. So, you, 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 you didn't enjoy your stay at the White Lotus Resorts, Lucy? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be full of Australians in real life. <laughs> I think Bali, though, you're going to get, like, the most sunburnt people you've ever seen outside of the British. Yeah. I think. Uh, All very sunburnt. Everyone will be wearing, like, um, a bintang singlet, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And possibly getting into a fight at the airport. Why not? It's a good place to fight. Airports. (laughs) Drinking beer at 7 a.m.? Airports turn everyone. Inside the heart of every man, there is a beast, and it awakens when you put him (laughs) in an airport. Or on an airplane. I wonder what it is. Uh, do you think it makes it's just people like, crazy? It's the, like the stress. Obviously, flying is stressful. It's also like it's not a comfortable space. There's too many people there, and there's like an abundance of rules. There's more society than you're used to inside an airport, and I think yeah. that the body it reacts to that. It wants to act out. It wants to bite a stewardess on the arm and punch a security I guard. I think it's it's similar to driving in that like it's sort of. Um, it, it makes everyone in a competition with everyone else, but unlike driving, none of, none of the people in the competition feel like they're in control of the game. Whereas yeah. like driving a car, you, th- you, know, you feel you have this illusion that you know, you're the captain of this little ship, whereas you have all the same stress um, in an airport, um, but, n- but no one's in control. Like Everyone feels like they're being uh, cheated in some way. 
Then you're allowed to be drunk, which you can't do in yeah. the car. Well, mm. you know, depending well, on not which yet. country you live in. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I'm, I'm, I'm working on, um, I'm lobbying the government here in America <laughs> very strongly getting on this some, issue. Getting some legislation in place. Me, me and Ben live in very uh, driving centric cities, I think. Uh, they're, they're quite spread out and uh, the public transport cannot take you everywhere you want to go. So. I think like the city I live in, it certainly brings out not great vibes in people driving. And so you get to have that experience over and over again of extremely aggressive drivers all around you. And then, you know, five minutes later, you come to a traffic light and you just have the same people sitting next to you. Oh after my struggling God. <laughs> to overtake you and tailgating and like giving you mean mugs and bad vibes and the fingers they're going past and then then you just sit next to each other the lights again you've, used, been, you've been defeated by the system i used the horn in my car for the first time in like oh actually possibly the first time since i've bought this car uh wow. because i i as i have stressed multiple times in the past it's only for emergencies you don't use it to say hello to people you don't none of that shit but Ooh. someone pulled out in front of me the other day without indicating almost hit them and i was like fuck it i'm doing it Got on the horn, and then 30 seconds later, that the exact same thing happened of, like, pulling up at the red light while we're directly next to each other, and the person was just staring straight ahead, did not even, like, move their gaze slightly yeah, like to the, the right. Yeah, like the shameful look ahead. I was like, come on, confront me. You know you want to. <laughs> look at uh, me. Horse blinders on. Well... <laughs> Uh, I mean, the fun thing, though, the fun thing in America, though, is that if you find yourself at that red light with a driver you just honked at, uh, both of both of you, both drivers can point guns at each other. Yeah, just do a little, fun. Just fun. do a little no, no lacking challenge right at the stoplight. Oh. Just, um, just put, You'd put have to the get out and punch dri- someone here. No. no. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I'm not getting out of my car. That'd be, that's insane. No, no. <laughs> that's I've, I've a, seen a 45 in the center console. I've seen quite a few videos lately that are like, I assume they're from TikTok, you know, ported over to social media platforms for old people. Yeah, and that, that's the only way I experience TikTok. <laughs> yeah, the only way anyone it's through, it's over the should. app when, yeah. it gets, uh, when the best I, videos get shared on my uh, my Facebook neighborhood group. <laughs> I get into a, I get into bed at night while my wife's having a TikTok time, and I got to get her to like put headphones in because otherwise I can feel the psychic damage oh, over man. me as she flicks oh. through the videos. Andrew, that is um, such that is such a big problem in relationships. I know. To, we, it needs to be talked about more. <laughs> Women it's be watching like, TikToks. Yeah, they'd be like, and it's just like right as you're sort of like blissfully drifting off into slumberland, and then you just like out of nowhere you hear just a blast of just of, of shrieking audio or someone or just some mentally oh. unbalanced person talking at you. Yeah. I've said this multiple times on the show, but my wife is constantly like, I am so tired. I'm going to bed at 8.30 p.m. And I go to bed at like midnight and I, I just I come to the open door and just see total darkness and just her face lit up <laughs> by, the glow, by the glow of the TikToks. Yeah. But, like uh, the demon but yeah, Bazuzu in The Exorcist. You just see her face. <laughs> I, um, I've seen... I feel like I've seen multiple videos off there of like just... Just children showing their collections of guns, like you know the the heavily what? modified. Like, have you not seen any of these seen videos any. of of no. like very young people all going, "Oh, what are you holding?" And they're all pulling out, you know, like it's some type of nine millimeter with an extended clip that they've they've got Full like auto little... switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm worried about your wife, Andrew. The switch dot thing. <laughs> She's not showing these? me those ones, but. Oh. But yeah, when you do have the vibes of um, anybody in traffic or on a playground could airhole you at any time, it's a different, it's a different thing, you know. Well, I was, I was yeah. actually, I was, I was thinking about this the other day, and like, you know, uh, using the example of Australia and the uh, the gun buyback program that uh, you guys pulled off after uh, the uh, massacre that happened there, and like, obviously in America, we're like, you know. 10,000 massacres beyond the one in 1996. But obviously, like, you know, it's, it's off uh, suggested that some sort of gun buyback program uh, similar to the one in Australia would, would work here. And I don't think it would work because you'd have, like, what, what's the incentive to give your guns back? And I think there needs to be a reward if you do sell your guns back to the state. And I think that reward should be like a get out of jail free card for driving drunk. I think you should be allowed to drive drunk or there should be like your, your blood alcohol limit should be raised like in proportion to the number of guns that you um, sell back to the government. What um, every American desires most. Because it's like, I mean, what, you know, one's a tangible freedom that you're giving up in exchange for a, a new and, and some a little drunk better driving. freedom. Yeah. 
I mean, they're both they're, they both they both endanger the public. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably find equilibrium with the death toll for a little while <laughs> yeah. there, anyway. So, like, yeah. it's not. Yeah, and then you just slowly wean that off. The people who've been given the point one five BAC allowance <laughs> for giving up their yeah. twenty guns. I think you could really expand that program to just encompass a range of things, and there would be like a tiered point scaling system where it's yeah. like, you know, you give back a nine millimeter, you get either like one one drink driving offense or like eight shoplifting offenses. Mm. You know, oh, that's you awesome. could really kind of really sort of spread it out. Uh, I mean, I think there's all kinds of experiments to be done with some sort of social credit system. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it works great for China, but like, for instance, airports, like a common experience in America is like, oh, we're now boarding, you know, first uh, members of the military. And I don't understand why those losers get to get on the plane first. I think if you've, you know, recycled properly for a year, you should be able to get on the plane f first. We like it's it's very interesting in Australia because we we don't have those kinds of vibes that we would much. never do that. However, you don't respect you do your military. Is that what you're saying? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here! That was your choice, you know. Um, but but every now and then you see examples of people like trying to bring the the troop kissing stuff in, and it's weird. Like I I was at a um, at a school assembly for my kids recently, right? Which you know when one of them's uh, getting a getting a certificate or something, they invite you down. Yeah, and and like. They've started just recently. They've started going, and can everybody now stand for the national anthem? And me and, me and my wife look at each other and, really? And then everybody else does it, and we both have to go, and begrudgingly get up. I keep thinking it would be really funny to come out to the aisle and take a knee during it. <laughs> but it's weird, because, like, because, yeah, like... I, that, never experienced that in my entire life in Australia. I've never been to an NRL game before. Do they get people yeah. to stand? Yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it I sucks. hate it. And there's all that societal shame if you don't. Yeah. See, like, yeah, like oh, well, at, at a sporting event or something like that, it's like, yeah, like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a, a free speech martyr. I will stand for the <laughs> national anthem. I will take my hat off. But my one concession to my own dignity is that I will not place my hand over my heart. Yeah, no, like, fuck that. Like, Jesus. Also, fuck that. That, that. Like, people who do that are out of their fucking mind. That's very strange. I will stand if they're doing it at, like, a footy game or whatever, but only because I don't want to be, like, king hit by some eel supporter yeah. behind me who was in Afghanistan <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, please, it. don't. The, the one couple of guys. Yeah, one of our war criminals. Yeah. One of our, um... Ben Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> like, alleged, alleged. You I don't think you have on... to say alleged anymore. <laughs> I don't think you do. I think it's on him now to kind of uh, come good with the many, 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 many accusations and piles of evidence against him for his war crimes. Hey, you've got a uh, perfect segue just sitting oh, there. If you yes, I know, I know. Uh, committing a series of war crimes and then getting caught for all of them. It's the one thing he didn't want to happen. It must be time <laughs> for the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. Now we've got a. Uh, luckily, we've got quite a few American-based stories, Will. So you don't have to consider anything outside. Of <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. Uh, hey, I've been watching the World Cup the last week. Okay, I'm very true. I'm very true educated in, in what's going on in the world today. Uh, this comes to us from military.com. Hell yes. Fourth uh, Infantry Division accidentally tear-gassed its own soldiers during morale event. Yes, <laughs> slay. Okay. <laughs> Some 8,000 soldiers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Some 8,000 soldiers with the 4th Infantry Division were accidentally tear-gassed the day before Thanksgiving during a massive physical Ooh. morale event in which soldiers scaled obstacles, went through trenches, and ran up hills. Division leadership overseeing the event at Fort Carson, Colorado, marked the boundaries of the course with tear gas, <laughs> an unusual use of the chemical irritant given that it can easily move with the wind. Why <laughs> would you do that? Why did they do I mean, that? Okay. Wait, why they, so they're, they're, essentially, they're marking the boundaries of like, uh, like a, a 5K endurance course with like, ops, like a, a Tough Mudder event yeah. with like, like 
canisters like and tear gas that are bellowing that chemical irritants. In the wind? Yeah. Yeah, with airborne chemical weapons. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's my understanding that the American military has a significant budget and they... Like, I reckon, <laughs> I reckon that, Heard that smoke... Smoke canisters would probably be even cheaper than the tear gas. You could the put tear up gas a, fence. a weapon. Or just, like, fence, maybe. Yeah. or just a guy holding one of those like signs that they have out of auto dealerships where it's like deals this way <laughs> and it's just sort of like pointing. Yep. Keep running, keep running. You can just give him a microchip like a dog when you get those things for your dog so he can't leave the backyard. Get a little zap. <laughs> get a little zap. <laughs> like they should just have those yeah. all the time. It's like a it's like a terrible marathon where as you're running like the people standing there with cups just splash you with bear mace instead <laughs> as you're going past. It's like it's like a, it's a little like a Dixie cup but instead of water it's just like Tabasco yep. sauce. Kind of that, keep running. Yeah. Aiming directly for your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Now it turns out we we didn't know uh, that this could happen but it turns out that the gas did shift with the wind. <laughs> Uh, settling on soldiers <laughs> who were not told ahead of time that they would be gassed. Oh my God. This rules, uh, actually. It's, like a, uh, the, it's Thanksgiving Chernobyl-style event. <laughs> the wind had been uh, blowing different on uh, military morale day. Then Kiev would be covered in tear gas to this day. Oh, man. Uh, they did not have gas masks, a standard requirement for any time chemical irritants are deployed in training. That's a that's a good that's a that's a good safety tip. I, yeah. I, uh, it cannot be said enough. If you're going to be using tear gas, having a gas mask is a good piece of safety. I'd love to know how many of those bad boys they popped for this event. Because if it's a big cause, do you need much? I don't know. <laughs> a little bit tear gas goes user. a long way. Uh, uh, just a little dab will do you. <laughs> uh, quote. The purpose of this event was to build unit cohesion. <laughs> Leaders at Echelon participated in this event with soldiers. D. McNutt, <laughs> a Fort Carson spokesperson, <laughs> told Military.com in a statement. Well, I mean, I, use... think, I think mission accomplished if it's like, you know, like a, a team building exercise. I mean, like, right? doesn't yeah. have to be a positive experience to bind yeah. everyone together. Because it's like, Let's yeah, we got together. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how we all got tear gassed on Thanksgiving Eve? Yeah, it really makes me feel close to you. I love that. <laughs> and everybody gets to be thankful the day after that they're not currently being tear gassed. <laughs> mm. uh, quote, the limited use of CS gas was not intended to interfere with the formations, but to deter participants from leaving the course. Build a fucking fence. <laughs> Just build a fence. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Just a, Just a regular old roll of chicken wire would do it. You know, I like deter instead of prevent. Like they're trying to provide a disincentive to do it, but they're not actually stopping you. We'll let the market sort it out. <laughs> it's very. I'd, I'd, I would love to have been in the room where people were planning this out. How how many do we need? How far apart? I think we're all assuming that the air will not move at all for Should the entire duration of November the twenty third. So it's a disincentive, but also we don't want anyone to get gassed. I'm just imagining and we're not going like to tell them about it. Some sort of like a retirement party, or like you know, where like a, a girl jumps out of a cake, but um, they set off white phosphorus, to like just a little, <laughs> little pyro. <laughs> Gender uh, reveal party, yeah. <laughs> pink, pink and blue colored <laughs> gas. <laughs> It's pink or blue sarin nerve gas. Take, take your <laughs> uh, Troops are often informed ahead of time about whether they may be exposed to tear gas as a safety precaution. Army guidance instructs that soldiers should not wear contact lenses, given Ooh. that the gas can get trapped between them and the eye, causing severe Ooh. pain. Ow. Pregnant soldiers are also advised not to be exposed to tear gas due to possible health risks. There's some evidence that exposure to tear gas can increase the risk of a miscarriage. Why are you being a pregnant soldier? <laughs> oh, you're going to tell mothers what they can do? I am, right. in this instance. You can eat I'm with, I'm with sushi. You, I don't care about eating the sushi in the breed, but probably don't be a soldier. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Lucy. Get, get women out of the military. Now. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> get them back home. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, boy. It's, it's funny, though. If... if it, like okay, if, if it's an obstacle course that you like, a, some sort of uh, marathon-style endurance event with like obstacles where you're also tear gassed, 
if you set that up event not as a like a military morale day in which you're unaware that you're going to be um, hit with chemical war weapons, um, <laughs> and just as like uh, like something you pay to do for charity, like yuppies in New York would do this every week. Oh my god, absolutely! Yeah, if you call it tough so. gasser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people would be like wearing those shirts to like every casual Friday. Be like, oh yeah, I'm a gasser. I gas. <laughs> We're all gassing. Yeah. I got gassed at the Brisbane <laughs> Tough <laughs> Gas. Caloundra. Tough Gas. We've had. I'm pretty sure we've had multiple stories on this show about people doing the Tough Mudders in Australia and getting what is it that what is it that they get from the mud? Like a they, disease. Yeah, it's the one well, that makes them shit themselves, sort of, right? Some sort of flesh-eating uh, bacteria. It, well, it's usually something where people are getting like I don't know if it's um, I don't know if it's as a result of doing them in like paddocks where they've had cattle and stuff like that. And oh, so it's like swallowing a lot of fecal matter. Yeah, those type yeah. Of diseases. Yeah, right. yeah, that kind of like uh, just shitting and vomiting a whole lot. Little uh, giardia or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. Uh, yeah, the the CDC says it's C. coli infection. Check out uh, this new diet I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, hey, as long as nobody was killed, we'd hate to hear about people being killed, and that's unfortunate because mm-hmm. now it's time uh, for much to the dismay of some of our listeners. It's time. For the ripping report, the R.I.P. ing report. <laughs> That's right. I'm itching for another edition of the ripping report. This is the much maligned, intensely disliked <laughs> segment we've only done once before. <laughs> I got nothing but negative feedback. Uh, we'll go through the news of the last seven days and list some tragic accidental deaths that happened. Here we go. A Tennessee man died on Thanksgiving after he caught on fire while being defibrillated at a hospital. Oh. That's kind of the one thing you don't want to happen as well. Wow. Yeah. Not good. So, like, which one do you think they listed as the cause of death? (laughs) Probably the fire. (laughs) I think when he caught on fire. So they, so they, they, what? It wasn't clear, is is what is what this story implies. When they hit him with the paddles, it was just you know there was I don't know some like birch bark piled up on the his chest. <laughs> they had, it was just covered in tinder. Was it really? Yeah. Were were they defibrillating a scarecrow? He was wearing a lot of Calvin Klein one, and unfortunately, it's a very flammable substance. I mean, I I think that we can definitely say for certain that the fire didn't help the situation. Yeah, that's certainly true. Apparently, this happens sometimes. um, You just catch on fire. Yeah. Uh, not often, obviously, because they probably wouldn't do it if it was like a, you know, <laughs> hey, there's so. a 50% risk that you will become the guy from the Rage Against the Machine album cover <laughs> when we do this. Uh, I have uh, an unidentified driver of an SUV in Florida died after a collision forced their car off the road through the car park of a fireworks store and then subsequently into the fireworks store, which then <laughs> caught on fire. Wow. No, they didn't. And then all the fireworks... Ignited and then the person died inside the store. That's like a John Landis movie. And I, I mean, like the Blues Brothers, not the one where he actually killed those people. Not the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a real, that's the modern day Viking pyre way to yeah. die, I think. It's a hell of a yeah. way to go. I'd real be happy spectacle. to die in such a comical way. Like while it's happening, you'd be like, oh boy, my friend's going to laugh at this <laughs> one. <laughs> right. Yeah, you probably, yeah. I've heard time slows down in those things. So you got a little bit of time to laugh about it, I guess. Uh, a 72-year-old man in Livingston County, New York, died after he ran over himself with a bulldozer. Oh, uh, come on now. How? Yeah. Um, well, the theory is either he was doing some sort of repairs on it and it accidentally kicked into gear, or he left it in gear while he jumped out to do something and then it... it he ran got him over. Okay. Crushed it's underneath. Like the, uh, you wouldn't have... Yeah. It's like the Anton Yelchin uh, death. Ooh. Really, really bad, yeah. yeah. Hey, we, we're, we're pinning that one on Jeep, though. Yeah. That was there. That was Fuck you, Jeep. Factory. You took our boy away from us. <laughs> Unless it was another make of car, in which case, uh, apologies to Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I have one more here. A, quote, elderly 
that's the only bit of biographic information I have about this man. Uh, an elderly man died in the town of Whitland in Wales after being trampled by a cow that had escaped from a nearby animal market. Mm. Well, yeah. at least he was elderly. Yeah, thank God. Well, yeah, a lot of the complaints about the last time we did this were about the age of the people that died. So I'm making sure it's only old people this time, so it's not as yeah. tragic. It's pretty fucked up. This guy was walking through the middle of town where nominally cows should not be. and um, That's not a, your fault. A cow you know? was. Yeah. It's rough. You think yep. they're gonna and there, and, and can the, you uh... believe there are some people who say we shouldn't eat these foul creatures? <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucked up. You see what they're doing to elderly people in yeah. Wales? <laughs> Bovine elder abuse. We've got to get these guys out of here. And that concludes the Ripping Report. Oh, my goodness. I think people are going to like it this time. I think they're going to ask for it to come back. <laughs> We're going to turn people around on the Ripping Report. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're going to charge the owner of the cow with anything? I wondered about that because they had some mm. quotes from the, the animal marketplace where the cow had escaped from, and they didn't really mention that the cow killed a guy. You'd feel is... bad if it was your cow. You'd feel pretty bad, wouldn't you? Yeah. What happens to the cow after that? Does it just go back into circulation with all of the other cows? I don't know, man. Where it becomes w- just a cow? Which it is. I wouldn't want to cross that cow. <laughs> nice. I'd nice be getting rid of that cow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to, we're gonna ask you to come down to the station and work with a police sketch artist. His name is Gary. His name is Gary Larson. Could you tell us more about these tools that the cows are using? Putting putting five of them up now. Can you point to which cow it was? <laughs> no, they all look they all look the same. Calm down. Okay, all right. Let's not let's not go there. All right. Understand tensions are high. Oh boy. Well, it sounds like that cow is going to escape. Uh, with its crime, and it must be time to check in on Crime Watch. Right, it's Crime Watch. This comes to us from WINS, The Winds in New York. Man with 300 iPhones violently robbed near Apple's Fifth Avenue flagship. <laughs> now, Wait, did he buy 300 iPhones from the, I- from the Apple store on Fifth Avenue? And then was now, just immediately <laughs> bugged? Now, I know it might sound like that's what happened. <laughs> Now, you're, we're going to need you as our special New York correspondent here, yeah. uh, Will, to, to let us know, looking at the details, if this was, in fact, a rookie move. <laughs> <laughs> a man carrying 300 iPhones was punched in the face and robbed near Apple Fifth Avenue early Monday morning, police said. The 27-year-old victim was targeted moments after he left Apple's 24-hour New York flagship at East 58th Street. The victim regularly makes large purchases from Apple as he resells the phones through his small business. Oh, he deserved it then. That can't be a good business model. That can't be good. He's charging more than they do at the 24-hour Apple store. How much can you possibly put on as a little extra on top of the price of that phone to make it worthwhile for you to buy 300 iPhones from Apple at full price? With only only a small capital investment of (laughs) $300,000, I have managed to make $35 in profit. Yeah, I don't don't get it because, like, Apple are are notorious for... You can only sell their products for... You know, if you're a retailer, you can only sell their products for the actual price. Yeah, same as Games Workshop. Yeah, if you if you buy one from JB Hi-Fi or Big W or wherever or the Apple Store, they're all the same price. So there's no incentive to buy them at any specific place. If you buy them off like eBay or whatever, the only thing that's going to make you want to get one from there is if it's cheaper than you could buy it from the yeah. Apple Store. Maybe he's doing like a, a and the person add. hasn't deleted all of their erotic photography from the photo album. Mm, yeah, get something extra. 
What if he puts like some little stickers on there or something and then he knocks more than the price of the stickers on there? Maybe so that's just okay, like, I'm, I'm, I'm still just sort of like uh, trying to um, uh, process the mental image of what 300 brand new iPhones look like. Was he pushing it yeah. down the street on a, in a in a fucking wheelbarrow or something? Like, like they're in the box and everything. Like yeah, they're in the box. Like I mean, like like 30, 40, 50 at most. I could imagine getting in a backpack. But well, uh, we have some detail on that here. A store clerk put the phones. 300 iPhone 13s in three large bags around 1.45 a.m. Okay. Why are you buying 300 <laughs> iPhones at 1.45 in the morning? This is perverted. This, this has to be the most effective way anyone's ever come up with to get robbed. Yeah. You're making a $300,000 purchase at 1.45 a.m. on Fifth Avenue. Uh, as the victim was walking to his car, another car pulled up alongside him. Two men jumped out of the car and demanded the bags, police said. Uh, the victim put up a fight, sparking a struggle in which he was punched in the nose. The thieves managed to snatch one of the bags before taking off in the car. The bag contained 125 iPhones worth $95,000, according Jesus to police. Christ. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, that, that guy sounds like the sweetest lick of all time. It's just like, <laughs> he, he just came out of that store with a neon sign flashing over him that said, rob me. I have I have $100,000 of merchandise easily in, in this bag here, ready to go. It's, in fact, it's gift wrapped for you. Yeah. Get it delivered. So, like, this is psycho. You can't even say I got robbed in broad daylight. Like, you're out there in the middle of the night, carting your, your $300,000 worth of phones around. I mean, the only way this makes sense American to me is dollars. if he, like, smuggles them into prisoners or something. That would be the only value <laughs> add I'm seeing here. It's like the one yeah. people can't just get, get buy an Apple product. Because, you know, they're, they're so rare. They're so hard to come across. How many, how many cartons of American spirits do you think an iPhone 13 is worth? <laughs> What's the markup? Uh, yeah, man. Like, like I, I'm, I'm really struggling to picture. I think we all are struggling to picture the scenario in which you can profit from doing this. But at the same time, if you have the money available to go and buy 300 iPhone 13s, he's obviously making money somewhere along the line. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. Is, is there some way in which you can sell iPhones to like? Drug dealers. Uh, is he is he like jailbreaking iPhone thirteens for people and selling them for they, more? I don't understand. I mean, like, I would I would assume that there has to be some sort of um, a black market angle to this, or like you said, like uh, hooking drug dealers up with them, because this this doesn't seem like. I mean, like they they had a car ready to go. So this this doesn't seem like it was a random mugging. I think presumably people were aware that this schmuck was fucking buying three hundred thousand yeah. dollars worth of phones every week. Walking out of the I, that fucking Apple store at two in the morning, with twiddling his thumbs and whistling with a big fucking <laughs> piece of straw sticking out of his mouth, gosh, I've got so many cell phones for sale in the big city. <laughs> right, right this way, sir. Um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, or maybe it's an inside job. Maybe he insured all of the alpha, the phones at the yeah, store. Maybe. <laughs> I've been doing some, um, doing a little bit of maths here. He's carrying approximately 180 liters of iPhone boxes on him, just in terms of the volume that his How? purchase is, mm -hmm. uh, which to put that in some American numbers, I believe that is 45 gallons of iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine trying to run away from uh, assailants or uh, uh, thieves on the street, like with, yeah. uh, hauling that fucking load on you. Three boxes of that. Also, Picturing how a... is their like point of sale system set up to take a three hundred thousand dollar purchase in one swoop? Well, they're Apple. Yeah, this is really you know? bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Nothing but the best. And, and once again, um, uh, also uh, ridiculous of him to do this in you know the current climate here in New York City, which is a ten thousand percent increase in crime over the last four weeks alone. I've heard from, that. Yeah. I've seen I've seen five murders take place in front of me just this week. So the idea that anyone's leaving their house here in New York is foolhardy. 
to begin with, <laughs> let alone to make huge, huge cash purchases of valuable luxury uh, uh, tech items. It seems like um, the amount of violence that needs to be done with you to done to you to lose 125 iPhones should be more than one he punch in the face. He just took one punch in the nose and he like, gave no, up. One punch in the face wouldn't divest me of my one phone because I can't afford to replace it. Yeah. This guy's just like, I take oh, more than one hurts. just from my one iPhone 13. You yeah. Know? yeah, I mean, this guy's got a bit of a problem though because as soon as he gets punched in the nose or pretty much anything happens, he either has to let go of one of the bags <laughs> or continue being punched in the face. He doesn't really have a lot of options. That's true. Like That's okay. What, I mean, what he... Do you- he, he took a bath on the iPhone deal, but I mean, like that's really only a side hustle. This guy's, this guy's main uh, source of income is uh, flipping luxury automobiles and other good investments like that. I'm just picturing like Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore all standing around a diorama of Fifth Avenue. <laughs> and I got a the hot guy, tip. The this guy, guy shows up at 1:45 a.m. He's one relatively weak man with not a lot of good situational awareness, so we'll need a crack team of five guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hope, think hope, we need hope, any I guns. hope Wayne Grow doesn't fuck this one up for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the victim was not seriously hurt and refused medical attention at the scene, police said. I assume due to embarrassment. Yeah. Uh, the NYPD has not yet released a description of the suspects or their vehicle. As the investigation <laughs> continues. Hey, citizens, be on the lookout for anyone with an iPhone in New York City over the next <laughs> couple of days. You see an iPhone 13, <laughs> yeah. please contact the police immediately. Or well, 13S, though, so that narrows oh, it down yeah, okay. somewhat. Yeah. Yeah. Are they, uh, are they fan- fancier? The I think they're slightly smaller. Uh, okay. I assume that's, that's not going to play into it at all. Well, look, seeing as these guys had the inside scoop and everything, I think they knew that they weren't going to need to be armed. Um, however, as you alluded to before, Will, many of the fine citizens of the United States have chosen to exercise their Second Amendment right uh, to stay packing at all times. And so that brings us to uh, this week's edition of The Clipping Report. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> this, this, uh, do you want to explain this segment for Will, Ben? Yeah, the clipping report is a roundup of the last seven days of news in the United States where someone carrying a firearm has accidentally discharged that firearm around other people, uh, but no one has died. That's one okay. of the crucial details. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have some fun with this one. Yeah, sort of the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A 53-year-old man from Cowlitz County, Washington, was shot while duck hunting in a boat with a friend when the friend, quote, reached for a dead duck in the water, tipping over a gun propped up in the the boat, uh, causing it to go off when he grabbed it to steady it. My man's on some Dick Cheney shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oops. He's got to Uh, apologize to his friend that shot him. A man inside a pet store in Little Rock, Arkansas, shot himself in the leg and hand when the gun he was carrying accidentally went off. <laughs> Why has he got a gun in a pet store? Well, just in case. In case the pets <laughs> get out of hand. Yeah. Safety first. <laughs> oh. A 34-year-old man accidentally shot himself in the thigh in the car park of Quick Response Firearms in Twin Falls, Idaho, while unloading his handgun. Very quick response. That's good. That's yeah. good. The response was so close by. You nick that femoral artery, you only got about uh, two minutes. Uh, that's a quick response you're going to need. Do, do you think this guy was unloading? I assume he was unloading his handgun before going into the gun store. I assume so. That was my mm. assumption, yes. Which uh, like, meant he kept that loaded gun on him right up until... Is that, yeah, well, I mean, what if someone tries to, I don't know, pull a gun on you outside of the gun store and you don't have your gun? You'd be fucked. Uh, a man fled the scene after a gun he was carrying in his pocket accidentally discharged a shoe store in Valencia Town Center Mall in Los Angeles. Again, due to embarrassment, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah. But also just having it loose in your pocket, just going, ooh, spooked myself, gotta go. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the thing though, like, 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 all, all, what, like, other than the uh, the hunting accident one, I think like the thing that the thing, the thing that these stories have in common is that, like, obviously, you know, guns. That's the uh, that's the last line of defense in like a home invasion style scenario. You know, obviously, every every man's home is a castle, and you need some sort of 
defense, right? In case, you know, barbarians are at your gate. But mm-hmm. also keep in mind that your car is just an extension of the castle. And when you mm-hmm. take yes. your cars to, let's say, the shoe or pet store, when you go in there to conduct business <laughs> or exchange money, that's also your castle. So it's important <laughs> to basically be like John Wick at all times if you are um, engaging in the service economy at all. It's just, it's so fucking wild to me how many of these involve somebody like shooting themselves in the leg just because they kind of bent over to pick up a penny <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> It'd be very funny if the last thing you said before you shot yourself to death was, ooh, <laughs> lucky day. My lucky day. <laughs> Bam. Uh, a security guard accidentally discharged his handgun while holstering it while working at a bar in Des Moines, Iowa called Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only injury from that was someone got some minor abrasions from shrapnel from it hitting the ground, which is quite funny. He got Fuck ricocheted at ricochet. <laughs> I got I got ricocheted at ricochet, and all I got were these minor abrasions. Uh, and then a large bar tab so that I didn't sue the bar. <laughs> <laughs> a 26-year-old Minnesota man was accidentally shot by a friend while he and the friend were both shooting at the same coyote. What a pro! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was the coyote? Um, how should I put this? Sort of um, clever, or you might say wily. <laughs> he was uh, unpacking a crate at the time. The coyote evaded their. Uh, <laughs> the coyote evaded the gunfire on <laughs> Acme brand rocket skates. <laughs> I'm assuming in this case, right, that there were like two guys. Uh, shooting at a coyote and the coyote's moving like just running sideways and they've yeah, both, yeah. both panned around and one's just shooting shooting friend is in light of fire bang mouthing uh, oh like, no at each other <laughs> Ooh, whoop. You're talking about uh, like Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro setting up the uh, the Apple Store uh, heist. I'm imagining these two guys with the the coyote job, like uh, Robert De Niro and Sean Bean and Ronan, where Sean Bean sets up the ambush, but like De Niro just points out that both of the guns they're firing are directly at each other. They're like, yeah, we'll just be on opposite sides of the road, and when the car passes, we'll both just unload uh, bullets um, into the car. The car will be in the middle and prevent uh, all of our bullets from hitting each other. This It'd is exactly be... why the Roadrunner works alone. Yeah, well, yep. I was going to say, it must be really nice for the Coyote to get to be in the Roadrunner role for once, you know? We'll yeah, wait till he runs through the middle and then we'll unload on him. Yeah. <laughs> they got Roadrunnered by the Coyote. That's incredible. Uh, a 21-year-old in Grand Chute, Wisconsin, accidentally shot himself while unloading a handgun in the parking lot of the Fox River Mall. Why? You don't need to unload your hand. I don't think you need to bring your handgun to the mall. Yeah. You'd be wrong, Lucy. Typical liberal. Wrong. Liberal fascist. Well, I mean, like, like, yeah, unload it. It's got to be loaded. That's the whole point. (laughs) You think I'm going to get caught lacking in the parking lot lot of a Wisconsin supermarket? (laughs) Fuck no. So when when we express disbelief about some of this stuff, sometimes uh, some of our American listeners will write in and let us know how it's going for them. And... uh, one of them was saying a little while ago, they were like, I've, I've had to ban guns in my house because my, my father-in-law, constant, he, has the, he has the two handguns, one on each hip. Oh my God. Nice. That he carries everywhere and he's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm very worried about exactly this happening in my house with my kids. And I've had to tell my father-in-law, you just can't bring your multiple guns in the like, house Like, can you just anymore. leave them in the car, maybe? Like... But then what happens if something happens between the car and the house? Uh, bam, I, would say, I, would, I would say to that, you know, I mean, you, you said they're an American listener, but I mean, I don't know. They don't sound American to me. I mean, like, <laughs> uh, it's completely, it's completely unreasonable to be worried about someone carrying, you know, someone kitted out like Arnold at the end of Rambo who comes over to just say <laughs> hi to their grandkids or something like that. Like accidents like this only sometimes happen. That's I mean, right. they only happen enough that a, an Australian podcast can do a, I don't know, a weekly roundup <laughs> of such incidents <laughs> happening. But no, like, uh, th- that's a completely irrational fear. The thing you should be worried about is if a drug cartel attempts to kidnap you on your way to the Piggly Wiggly. In that yes. case, in that case, you'll want to have the guns on you in case, you know, in case someone tries to rob 300 iPhones from you. <laughs> that's right. When 400 commandos from the Sinaloa cartel <laughs> drop in on your granddaughter's fourth birthday party <laughs> yeah you will be so thankful that you had two guns on you <laughs> think about how much uh how much cooler the iphone guy would have felt if as the two guys popped out to jack him he was he, just like he, 
Well, they could have dropped dropped the bags and yeah. bef- like slow motion as they before they even hit the Picked ground. He's unholstered. Bang, 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 bang. Or even cooler, he did the thing from that terrible movie with the Irish guys where Billy Connolly has six guns. Oh yeah, Boondock, Boondock Saints. Saints. Yeah, Boondock yeah. Saints. That yeah. was that was the that was the dumb guy movie of my college college years. Yeah, that was the movie that was spoken of in hushed, in hushed tones <laughs> about like, bro, you gotta see this movie. And uh, coincidentally, it was all everyone from Boston who was a fan of that movie. Yeah, I can mm. see that. Fifty-seven-year-old <laughs> uh, man accidentally shot himself in the left knee in his apartment in the Goose Island neighborhood of Chicago. <sighs> Oopsies. Is yeah. that where you guys are from? He's the goose. <laughs> <laughs> goose Island. Uh, a man told police officers he was, quote, messing around and accidentally shot himself while at a bar in Lubbock, Texas. What? I mean, guns what are fun. Guns yeah, are fun. that's the, it's that a, is fun. the unfortunate it's, thing. It's, you know, it's, they're, they're good for funning around. <laughs> they're good for funning around with your friends at a bar. That guy definitely said the words, hey, check this out, at some point before that happened. I was just watching uh, the classic movie Tombstone the other day. Oh, little... oh five bagger. Cla- yep. Masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. The, that beautiful little scene where, uh, where uh, Johnny Ringo's doing his, doing his gun twirling in the saloon. And then uh, Doc Holliday twirls his little cup, you know? It did make me think, you would want to twirl a gun. If you, oh, had a, God, yeah. if you had a nice six-shooter like that. It'd be really fun. I, I love Tombstone because it really underscores uh, how cool it would be alive to be in the, like, the 19th century and like, the American West. Because it's like you could smoke opium, you could fucking be yep. drunk all the time, you could, have, you could shoot people. And as long as you could, like, made a convincing case that they like, cheated you at Pharaoh or something, like, the law would just be like, this is a private matter. Yeah. It's well, what did you expect to happen? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did it happen outside the saloon? Well, what are we meant to do about it? You know? Oh, I feel under the weather. Get me another bottle of laudanum. <laughs> uh, and finally, a man accidentally shot himself in the thigh while at the Cinemark Tinseltown movie theater in Medford, Oregon. Med- Medford, Oregon? Yeah. I just watched um, Double Indemnity last night, and there's a very memorable part of the movie where one of the witnesses to the, uh, the murder that takes place keeps saying, I'm a Medford man from Medford, <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> so a bit of, bit of kismet for here last night to today. Medford, Oregon is on my mind. Do you, um, do you think they stopped the movie? No. <laughs> Depends on what movie it was. Yeah. Or was it just like, sir, can you just... Can you stop, stop just being screaming. embarrassed, like when stop your phone screaming. rings in the movies, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Is that sorry? Th- sorry, so sorry, that's me. Guys, I'm so sorry. That was my gun. <laughs> that's my thigh. That's me screaming. <laughs> I um, I I took, I took my wife to see um Richard E. Grant at a local theater. He came came through town oh, nice. to talk about his talk about his memoirs and making movies and his famous friends and shit. And he was like right in the middle of doing some dramatic bit and somebody's phone went off in the crowd and he just stopped and roasted him. He wasn't fucking around. <laughs> yeah. he, put, he was like, oh, everybody stop. Are you okay? Have you got it? I was, spitting my, I was spitting my best Whitnail and I anecdote and this fucking prick ruined it. That's right. Well, it came out in the Whitnail coat and everything. Did a little, did a little scene. Good on him, you know? Bloody... Good on it. I would like to. I mean, I mean, if I brought, if, you know, if I, if I, if I was, if I took a gun with me everywhere, I would like to take it to the movie theaters because I would like to be so overjoyed by a movie that I just have to <laughs> fire a gun Your in Sammy the air. Sam appreciation. Style. Yeah, exactly. Just of how like how moved I am by it. Uh, plus, if somebody's like talking through the whole thing, crinkling, oh, yeah. crinkling rappers and everything, you could just do a little, <coughs> just a little point, a little point, little, little yeah. brandish, little brandish, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> Maybe maybe just stand up and lift the yeah, just lift, lift it up. the shirt. <laughs> what you don't want to happen though is to uh, go, hey buddy, stand up to like lift your shirt and then <laughs> axi- bang. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that's probably exactly what probably. happened. Probably, I was actually <laughs> just trying to threaten somebody. The guy was like audibly reading the IMDb trivia while they were watching the movie. <laughs> this guy's like, mate, no, hey, no ah! court could convict him. No court would convict him. Or should do you, uh, Will? Do you get many of the theaters with like the motorized recliners over there? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, like, there, there, there's definitely a bunch in, in Manhattan. None of the ones I go to, like, regularly in my neighborhood have the, uh, like, big, like, lounge seats where, you, you know, you have, like, the, you can, like, press a button and it goes, ooh, goes back. My, uh, my, my local one has replaced them all with that. And I'm just, I'm picturing somebody, maybe I'm picturing somebody overweight at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, putting the seat back up and as they fold up, the gun is just compressed in their just waistline. spills out, goes off, yeah. Bang! Hi everybody, it's me. It's Theo. Now I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. It's a, uh, it's a bad vibe when someone shoots themselves during the movie. It must be time for omens and portents. You shall see hail fall from a clear sky and burn as fire upon the ground. You shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon. And you shall know that God is God and bow down to his will. This comes to us from the Denver Post. What's killing dozens of cows near Mika? State officials don't know. It's probably somebody. The somebody relatives of a Welsh revenge. family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to rest until every one of them. Something killed dozens of cattle around White River National Forest lands in northwest Colorado, and state wildlife officials don't know what it is. A rancher in the area first reported the death of about 18 calves early last month. In Colorado Parks and Wildlife investigators initially thought wolves might be responsible. That estimation was significant because the site sits a considerable distance away from North Park, where the state's only confirmed pack lives, meaning that if wolves had killed the calves, Colorado likely had a new and previously unreported pack. But now, the death toll has increased to about 40. CPW Northwest Region Manager Travis Black told the state's Parks and Wildlife Commission on November 17th, and over the past few weeks, investigators have found no evidence that the wolves are responsible. Wolves, innocent. Always, try, always blaming the whenever livestock turns up dead, they always stick it on the wolves. Uh, it's perplexing, Black said. We're scratching our heads a little bit. We don't know exactly what has occurred up there. Only as many as five dead cows suffered injuries that might indicate a wolf attack, Black said. Quote, missing tails, bite marks on the hocks and flanks and hamstrings, he said. But there's no evidence that the wolves ever returned to their prey, which would be unusual unless the pack hunters had been spooked and were too afraid to return. What do we think, guys? Uh, I got bad vibes from this. A predator? Thinking X-Files stuff, you know, it's like the cow-eating alien. You say predator, you're talking predator with a capital P? Yes. Yeah, yes. right. Yes. Well, I think there'd be a few hallmarks of a predator attack, you know, spine removed, yep. skin removed, shot through, shot through with a proton cannon. Yep. Tactical nuclear missile launched in the area. Have we have we all seen uh have we all seen Prey? I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, it was very good, and I liked how it was uh, just—it was just kind of cruising around and observing the different animals and going, "Up, oh, you're the best one I've seen so far. I'll kill you." <laughs> so maybe it's starting like with the, cows. Yeah. Well, the predator comes to the planet, and he starts out like uh, on like a rattlesnake, which is just like okay, tutorial level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's start, Use the right start stick with to level aim. one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, but in the in this news account of uh, cattle mutilations. I'm sort of suspecting, like, if you read into it or subsequent follow-up reports, will there be a plot line about, like, you know, uh, the the local, uh, like, like ranch or whatever, uh, the, the patriarch recently died and then the son came home after many years abroad to reclaim this rather haunted estate? And is there any sort of full moon involved as well? I think, th hmm. I think this could be a, a lycanthropy, um, skinwalker-type situation. It was definitely yes. where my mind went. I had assumed that this was a werewolf situation because they had some hallmarks of a wolf attack, but not all of them. <laughs> it's sort of a of wolf and man type situation. Well, and particularly something that would indicate the uh, werewolf bloodlust 
but not necessarily having the stomach to eat all of the eighteen to forty cows. Them. Yeah, because yeah, he's a true. man. More yeah. of the because the you know the full moon only lasts so long, and then next thing you know, you're naked in the woods, covered in blood, uh, very badly needing to take a shit. Uh, by the looks of. <laughs> or maybe maybe this is some sort of gang of uh, bodybuilders who have fallen under the sway of some sort of YouTube masculinity influencer, yes, and they've yeah. taken their uh, dietary advice to eat raw meat to uh, a ludicrous new height. You need the freshest raw meat that you can <laughs> yeah. get. You need all the liver you can find. Uh, investigators used trail cameras and surveyed the area by flying overhead, Black said. Several people had reported hearing howling over the past few years, but those reports have not been confirmed. In one case, the howls likely came from coyotes. A lab analysis of hair and scat that might have belonged to a wolf came back inconclusive, he said. Werewolf. It could werewolf. be those alpha males. They're out there howling and doing like, <laughs> doing man stuff. Yeah. Whacking on their balls and yeah. rub, rubbing each other's mushrooms. Like tips. rubbing each other and having their shirts <laughs> off and being nude in the forest. When you're, uh, when you're with your homies, sometimes the blood gets up and then there's just like, oh, you're in a field mm. with cows. There's only one thing to do. Just um, <laughs> give, give yourself over to an orgy of uh, bloodletting. That's what being a man is, you know? I take off everything except for my two handguns. <laughs> just in case. Just in case anything happens. Fully nude man, except for those like under the armpit holsters. <laughs> Couple of Sam Browns on that. Uh, quote, we have no evidence of wolves in that area, Black said. That doesn't mean they're not there. Sometimes wolves can be difficult to locate. Yeah, sometimes they're in the heart of man. That's right. Mm. <laughs> I mean, all the times I've gone out looking for wolves, haven't found them. Not even once. Uh... During the investigation, two other possible explanations emerged, Black said. Werewolf, werewolf, werewolf. <laughs> uh, first is a type of bacterial infection. Boo. If the cattle were sick, any sort of attack or chase by wolves would, could have exacerbated their illness and killed them, Black said. Come on now. This guy's reaching. He, does, he doesn't want to say the W word. That's his problem. Uh... But when experts examined the dead cattle for such an illness, those results came back inconclusive as well. I'm starting to think they've got, like, not much of a lab going here. <laughs> <laughs> just, just taking said... all the stuff down to Gary at the lab, and he goes, oh. The lab is just the local barbecue restaurant. They're like, oh, we're gonna, we'll, pro <laughs> we'll process this evidence after we get a good smoke on it for about 12 hours. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, they come back to the lab a few days later and he goes, I don't know, it tasted fine. So, <laughs> don't know what to tell you. Microscopic lesions that typically indicate such an infection weren't there. And the second new possibility is that dogs used to protect livestock might have attacked or startled the cattle, Black said. But those dogs aren't generally in the area this time of year. <laughs> werewolf. Werewolf. Yeah. yeah. Well, agreeing that it's a werewolf, you know. Uh, despite all the uncertainty, Black told the commission the investigation isn't yet over. In time, more evidence might come to light, offering an explanation as to what killed the cattle. I hope so. I'd like a little update. Uh, I think that it's the it's the park ranger dude. I think, I think he's killing them. Yeah, I think it's Travis Black because you know he's making he's... busy work for himself. Qui <coughs> bono? Well, Who benefits? Yeah, the park the park rangers. <laughs> Well, and I think that he is the werewolf, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. oh you think he's the werewolf? Okay. Well, yeah, because yeah. like obviously you don't you don't you want, want people, people to know to know about the werewolf, but you also it's your job to like provide some explanations, which is why everything he's coming up with sounds like total bullshit. Yeah. What if I think I think the cow one of the cows tripped and fell onto one of the other cows, and it was a domino style uh, <laughs> toppling of a series of cows. They all got mad at the previous cow and bit them on the leg, uh, I, causing their eventual death. I just think that um, uh, cattle crimes like this are bound to happen in a country that has spent two years uh, systematically defunding the X-Files and Van Helsing departments of local <laughs> law enforcement agencies. <laughs> I'll also point out this man has the same last name as the werewolf in the Twilight books. So, um, wow. Is that what you will? Is related to Jacob Black, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because uh, isn't isn't the deal in Twilight that they all just they all just like puberty style become werewolves? They don't have to be like bitten by one, right? Yeah, they it's either fits of rage or at will, and they're not werewolves; they're lycanthropes. <laughs> Sorry, no, I called them werewolves before. That's not on you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> didn't, didn't know we had a Twilight scholar on the show. <laughs> I've watched him a couple of times. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, folks, that has been an episode of the podcast Punta Vista. Uh, Will, thank you so much for joining us. Lucy, Ben, Andrew, thank you for having me. And uh, once again, I'll be cheering for your soccer roos uh, here in New York City. <laughs> uh, someone's got to do the it. Whole, the, whole world, it. <laughs> the whole world is rooting for Australia right now. We stand with you. Excellent. Well, Australia is very used to getting excited about this kind of stuff. And then as soon as the excitement reaches fever pitch, we immediately lose. It's gone. It's yeah, done. You'll, be, you'll be playing Spain in the next <laughs> group. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, obviously, people can find you on Chapo Trap House. Yes, sir. And uh, thanks for stopping by. We'll see everybody next time. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.